We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Kingdom, welcome to this emergency episode edition of Outside the Trenches here on KC Sports Network. BJ Kissel with Tucker Franklin and Maddie Lane to talk about the fact that Aaron Rodgers, breaking news from the NFL and Adam Schefter, Ian Rapport, and everybody who covers the league right now, is announcing on social media that Aaron Rodgers will not play on Sunday due to a positive COVID test. Jordan Love will get the start for the Green Bay Packers going up against Patrick Mahomes and the Chiefs on Sunday. Obviously, this is huge news, so we're here to talk about it. Maddie, we're going to start with you. What was your initial reaction when you saw the news on Twitter? I'm not going to lie. Initially, I was actually disappointed. Uh, we got robbed. We've been robbed a couple times now of Patrick Mahomes and Aaron Rodgers, and you're kind of just getting towards the end of their career arcs potentially crossing over too awful much. I know there's the rumors that Rodgers might end up in a team like Denver or Pittsburgh next year, and that you know ups the chance that they'll play. But only so many times these guys might actually match up. So I'm a little sad that we won't ever get to see them play. But then on the other hand, like the pure fandom, just the Chiefs fan kind of kicks in and says, "Oh, this is a little probably better for the Chiefs that he's not playing." So it's a little it's a little bittersweet for me at this point in time. My first reaction was, "Man," and this is just sad, but it's just like, "Man, State Farm's gonna be pissed." Like first of all, it was like, "I hope Aaron Rodgers is okay." And then the obvious State Farm joke that every my entire timeline made at like the same exact time uh, about the game. But Jordan Love's thrown seven passes in his career, played in just two games, both those this year. I think Patrick Mahomes has more deflected interceptions this season than Jordan Love has career passes thrown. So we're going to break down. Maddie, I know you've watched a little bit of Jordan Love in college, and we were talking about what kind of challenge of this Chiefs defense going to face once we mentally get to that point. Right now, it's just holy cow. This is a completely different matchup. I was joking uh, with some friends that bought tickets that to go to this game. That yeah. what does the secondary oh. ticket market look like? Because the Packers fans, they travel so well, and that it's really not all that far of a travel to come down to go to that game. So what does that look like? Um, and we do have some comments. If you have any questions, have any thoughts, please let us know. Wild Chief, man, do Matt and BJ just live in KCSN merch? And the, your answer is yes. I wear KCSN merch everywhere I go because you're going to wear somebody's logo. It might as well be yours. And we appreciate all your support. Tucker, what yes. was your thought when you saw the news that now Jordan Love will be the one getting the start because of Aaron Rodgers' positive test? 
I think it was similar to what Maddie's reaction was of, oh, man, that stinks, because I'm a fan of good football. That might surprise some people, but I like to watch good football games, and Aaron Rodgers versus Patrick Mahomes was going to be a good football game. I, I'm disappointed that you know Jordan Love's going to step into the place. I, I really do respect Aaron Rodgers. I think what he did last year was incredible at the age that he did. Now Tom Brady's doing the things that the age he does is incredible. But still, if you got two guys playing at a high level at an old age, it's pretty impressive. And, and I think what he's been able to do is awesome. Uh, so I, I do like Aaron Rodgers, the way he's been able to play. I've got some, some buddies who are excited that Aaron Rodgers is out because one of them's a Bears fan. Um, so he's hoping he's be out for a couple of weeks. So uh, that's kind of my reaction. But it's going to be a completely different challenge with Jordan Love, and I think the Chiefs really need to take advantage of it. Yeah, it, there's a lot of layers to unpacking this, not just from the the COVID standpoint, and it just continues to affect this season. Obviously, last season huge effect, but even this season with some of the changes, we're still seeing these rules and these things that are in place have these huge effects. And one of the storylines that's going to be talked about that might not necessarily be on the field, but needs to be brought up because Aaron Rodgers publicly stated during press conferences that he was, and I've butchered this word for like 20 minutes, immunized, 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 really struggled with that one. But I want, we're going to show this because this is what people are talking about and it's become newsworthy because it's what he put out there yeah i've been immunized um you know there's a lot of uh a lot of conversation around it you know there's guys on the team that haven't been vaccinated well there you have it that that 12 second video but he says that he's been immunized and that obviously he's not because that's what's been reported by Ian Rappaport saying that he's not been immunized. That's why with the positive test, he's out for 10 days and is not even eligible to come back until November 13th, which adds an entirely new layer to all of this, including the pictures of him in the John Wick and the Halloween and all of that. And how did this happen? All of those things are going to come out. Mm. But at the end of the day, guys, like this is an entirely different football game on Sunday. Give quick reactions, Maddie, when you when you hear that he publicly says immunized, then it comes out that he's not. How do you feel if you're a Packers fan? I, you got to be mad. I And I think that what makes it worse is if you play that clip out longer from that press conference, he goes on to say that other players in the locker room or players in the locker room aren't vaccinated and he's not going to question them because it's a personal choice. And like all it's going to depend is like, are you just talking about yourself? Like, are you trying, why are you saying this knowing full well that you did not, you're not vaccinated at this point in time? He clearly tried to, you know, mislead people to believe other ways. So when Kurt Benkert, their third string quarterback, came out and said, hey, I tested positive for COVID. I'm stuck at home now. Like, all of a sudden, nobody really thought much of it. But now that becomes a lot bigger deal. If Aaron Rodgers knew that he wasn't vaccinated this entire time, it's just like it makes everything look a lot worse when you start to put the whole timeline together from, from that press conference up until now. Tucker, what do you do if you're a Packers fan? How do you feel? I mean, it's Aaron Rodgers. I mean, it's it's your yeah. guy. It's your entire franchise. And seemingly misled, at best, misled everyone into thinking that he was immunized, probably just to get the public perception and just get fans and media and everybody off his back yeah. to stop asking him about it. But now he's caught in a lie, oh, it yeah. seems like, allegedly. So, well, he's the reigning MVP. You have to think about that. I mean, this dude was the best player in the league last year. And now it seems like, as you mentioned, BJ, he is caught in the line. And it's one of those tough situations where 
this is something that people around the country, not just athletes, have lied about to get into and do things that they want to. And, and that's probably a broader conversation that we don't have time for or really want to talk about on this podcast. But yeah. I think that, that it kind of falls into this uh, situation of he stirred up this storm around him leaving Green Bay almost to kind of distract from that question, right? I'm not saying he did that on purpose, but it did distract from, you know, reporters asking him, well, hey, are you vaccinated? He did eventually get asked that question, but, you know, we had Chiefs players get asked that question very early on, but the questions asked very early on to to Aaron Rodgers were, are you going to play football this year? Uh, that was kind of like what it was all geared towards. So I think that he just kind of waited for it all to get under and then just kind of push it under a rug and kick the can down the road and say, that's a future me problem, which I get in trouble with all the time. Future me and present me don't like each other. And this for twin Wade, do we know that he's not vaccinated? That was reported, I believe by Ian Rappaport coming out and saying that the yeah. reason that he is out for the next 10 days and is not available until November 13th at the earliest is because he is unvaccinated, but yet has publicly stated that he was immunized. Uh, so, guys, let's pivot to what happens between the white lines on Sunday facing Jordan Love, who obviously is not Aaron Rodgers, but is a different challenge because you don't know what you have. You can't change the offense. You can't do a lot of different things this short of notice. And I know there's people in the comments saying Devontae Adams also banged up. How much is he going to practice? Are they going to get reps during the week before Sunday? All of those things matter. Maddie, between the white lines, how does this change from a defensive standpoint how the Chiefs prepare over the next few days? Because the good news is the Chiefs actually have some time. Both, I guess for both teams, they both have a little bit of time to prepare. How do things change from the Chiefs' standpoint? And, and this is such a, a long conversation because, like, on one hand, I think even a couple Packers fans that I've talked to, like uh, Jake Stack, a good friend of everybody that works at KCSN, he's talking about how he's kind of excited to see, you know, he's excited to see Jordan Love. So there's some Packers fans that know that Rodgers is on his way out, so this is a good first step forward. So there is some excitement there because we are finding this out this early in the week. The Packers will have a chance to adjust some of their offense to what he does better. Same thing, the Chiefs' defense will get adjusted. Like, it's not like you found out an hour before the Chargers game last year in 2020 that Justin Herbert was going to take the snaps instead of Tyrod Taylor. Like, there's going to be some time to adjust. The problem is, what are you going to deal with? Jordan loves, like BJ said at the top, has thrown like seven NFL passes in the regular season. He's only got a handful of preseason games really under his belt, and there's not much you can take away from them. But he's a big-armed, athletic quarterback that has a lot of inconsistencies. He's essentially Patrick Mahomes like coming out of college, playing with the lower supporting cast. He's like that kind of talent. It's just a matter of what can he put that together to be in the NFL. So if you're the Chiefs defense, I don't know what you do to go get prepared for this. Is this going to be the same Packers offense that you saw versus the Cardinals, where the average depth of target was like 5.1 yards, including a 62-yard Hail Mary attempt? Is it going to be everything thrown short? I would argue that doesn't play into Jordan Love's kind of wheelhouse right now. Or are they going to adjust it and attack a little bit more vertically like he was known to do in college? It's just everything's up in the air at this point in time. Yeah. What I think is really interesting, too, is I'm pretty sure Devonta Adams is coming back off of the COVID list as well. So I think that there's like going to be some 
I think he'll be back ready for the Chiefs game, but it's still like he's not going to have a week of practice. I think he comes off Thursday. Uh, so it's like he's going to have maybe two practices, and that'll be interesting with a new quarterback. Um, he doesn't throw left-handed, does he? It's not like he has to deal with a different spin uh, for a football, which would be an interesting conversation. But um, I, I do think it's going to be really interesting to see how the Chiefs play. It might be a pretty vanilla, I, I would assume, vanilla defense up front just to see what Jordan Love does. Now, they do have the film from preseason, so they can kind of get guess what he's going to do but again preseason is a very vanilla for the offense so it's like okay is this really what Jordan Love can do so I, I assume they'll be pretty conservative on on defense or Spags could really just dial up the heat and because it doesn't isn't there like a wild stat about Spags and rookie quarterbacks how he's able to like make them do turnovers or something like that we need Craig on the podcast to talk about that uh, but I think there's something like that out there in the, yeah. in the past, he has. So yeah, in the yeah. past, he has brought a lot of pressure. He has mixed things up mm -hmm. got against rookie quarterbacks. The problem is that was bunked a little bit just by Justin Herbert last year. But again, that was like a game time thing. Herbert still did throw an interception that essentially kind of sealed the victory for the Chiefs at the end of it. So it did still happen. But I think a lot of people are going to remember that Herbert game, and that's making them nervous leading into this game. Yeah, there's some comments in our in our chat room regarding the ways that uh, Aaron Rodgers carefully used his words saying immunized yeah. instead of vaccinated and that he didn't lie. You can call it whatever you want. He put that out there in a certain way for people to kind of get off his back thinking that it was a certain thing. I We can go by the letter of the law, but based on everything we're seeing on social media, there are a lot of people that thought he was vaccinated and that this wouldn't be an issue should he have a positive test. And it is. And he is out for the next 10 days and is not able to play for the Green Bay Packers. So this is... Um, definitely something that is going to be the talk of the NFL for the next several days and is going to be when we look back at this season, however it ends up, whether it's the Packers, other teams, it's going to continue affecting teams. I believe I saw that the Giants have a bunch of players as well uh, having some sort of a breakout. So this is not done by any means, but this is definitely one of the, the more high profile players uh, in a game that State Farm was looking forward to. Everybody in the NFL was looking forward to this one. And it's not going to end up being a matchup that we all thought. Again, we appreciate everybody who's tuning into this special episode of Outside the Trenches on KC Sports Network as Aaron Rodgers with a positive COVID test is out for Sunday against the Chiefs and Jordan Love will get the start. And Maddie, as the point that you made, there are a lot of Packers fans that know that this is Aaron Rodgers last year. They're having a great start to their season. And I don't want to say this is going to be a great thing for the Packers, but getting the opportunity to see what they have in Jordan Love and I would say high leverage because the Chiefs defense isn't playing at a high level, but this is a game that means a lot and there's going to be a lot of eyes on it and it's going to be able to simulate some very real things that they need to see from this kid to see what they've got. So what are you expecting to see from Jordan Love? We talk about some of the play calling. They can't change the offense, give you the same general system, but you're going to see whatever Jordan Love is most comfortable with is what they're going to kind of stay with and that, that pocket they like to stay. And it's going to be, Hey, how, not how do we attack the chief's defense? It's like, Hey, what calls are you comfortable? What throws are you comfortable with? Where are you comfortable in this offense for you, obviously being limited in what you know about Jordan Love and all of that, what kinds of things do you expect to see and how can the chiefs kind of combat some of that simplicity that they are going to try to bring. I think the first thing is, I think Green Bay is probably going to rely on their running game a lot. They got both their running backs, you know, Aaron Jones and AJ Dillon are playing great right now. So I do think that they will really try to rely on those guys, whether that is going empty like they did against the Chiefs in 2019 and just like letting those running backs win in the passing game 
or if it's just running the ball. But I think they're going to try to get Jordan Love comfortable. So a lot of run game, come off play action, give him easy one one read throws. That's where he really excelled back at Utah State in college. It was if that first read was open, whether it was a hard throw or an easy throw, that's where he was always at his best. He didn't have to start reading the entire field, moving through his progressions, getting the ball out quick. So I think you're going to see a lot of run game, a lot of play action. I wouldn't be surprised, though, to see him try to push the ball downfield just a little bit because the receiving group Mm -hmm. they've been working with is like their second and third string guys. Those are the guys that Jordan Love's been practicing with, you know, for the entire season. That was one of the big issues that Aaron Rodgers kind of had against the Cardinals was he was playing with guys he didn't throw to all year. All of the starters were out. It was just him throwing to a lot of backups. So you might see Jordan Love with a little bit more rapport with some of these receivers. He might try to push the ball a little bit, but I think for the most part, rely on those running backs. Let that offensive line that's playing well go out there and win the game and just ask Jordan Love not to lose it. Like just ask him not to lose this game. Let him get comfortable and only make these one read throws that he liked in college. I think that's got to kind of be what they do. And, and kind of for the Chiefs defense, I see Oregon Fishing out here saying Hitchens, Bolton, Gay, linebacker, please. Do the Chiefs kind of go run heavy? Do they go heavy on the run on with the run front? Naughty playing two, three downs maybe a little bit to get the kind of the run stuffing up there. I don't think Ingram will be active for the game. I could be wrong, but I just I think by the time he was traded, it, it's 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 weird. It was a little, little weird gray area, but um, I wouldn't count on it. Um but I think that it's going to be interesting to see the personnels that the Chiefs defense goes with uh, for this week and, and kind of see how they combat it. Like I mentioned earlier, it'll probably be a vanilla defense, but it'll probably be a vanilla defense combated on stopping the run, I think, because if you're going to stop, you are going to, you don't want Aaron Jones to beat you, right? Out of all the guys that are going to be on the field, you want Jordan Love to have to beat you. You don't want Aaron Jones or A.J. Dillon or really Devonta Adams, if he's back, to beat you. I go. I don't know if it's going to see a vanilla defense. I throw all kinds of crap at him that he might not have seen before and try to confuse him. Because the one thing outside of giving him looks that he unscouted looks he's never seen before, I would also and maybe this is being too simplistic with things. But when you get a young quarterback who hasn't had a lot of te- a lot of those, you know, looking off safeties, a lot of that next level stuff that you don't see. Or is, is where he's going to struggle. He's just going to try to lock in Maddie to your point, get that first read. Well, this is a play. This is a kind of game where Tyron Matthew and these DBs could take some chances. Maybe if he's going to stare down a receiver, then go make a play and try to get a game changing defensive play because it would show a lot of moxie, a lot of poise for a young quarterback making a start in the situation to be going off his second and third read and manipulating, you know, safeties with his eyes and his shoulders. So maybe they can do what we saw you know, last week against Daniel Jones, where Willie Gay stepped into a pass because Daniel Jones as a young quarterback was just staring down where he's going with the football. Maybe we see something similar with Jordan Love, um, even if they're going to make some of those, uh, I guess, simple or more uh, basic offensive play calls that he's comfortable with. How can the Chiefs kind of combat that, whether it's just throwing a bunch of different looks at him or kind of baiting some of those first reads that's what I, that's where I, my mind immediately goes is you're not going to see that next level stuff you would see from Aaron Rodgers or a veteran quarterback. Well, and that's the big key is I think you put a lot of pre-snap motion, you know, from the defensive side, you have safeties rolling down, you have nickels that are sliding back, linebackers that walk up to the line of scrimmage, just get a lot of guys moving, make Jordan Love have to think. Like that's all you want to do right now is make this young quarterback have to think more when he's back there in the pocket and not get comfortable. Don't let him, whether it's actual pressure or not, you just want him to be thinking and trying to do more than he actually has to be doing on that play. 
we haven't talked about it yet, but I also forgot Robert Tanyan, their starting tight end, double-digit touchdowns last year, also on the IR. Like, this team is ravaged by injuries, so you're going to get Jordan Love and a lot of other guys that weren't kind of penciled in to be starters out here on the field. This is a week for the Chiefs defense to kind of pick up on some of the momentum last week, get back into, you know, what we call Steve Spagnuolo's bag and start getting some of these crazy coverages, some of these crazy blitzes coming at them and just force these younger, not, you know, as established players to beat you. Because I don't know, for the first time, it seems like the Chiefs defense might have the one-on-one matchup, you know, advantage everywhere besides Devontae Adams if he's able to play. It seems like the Chiefs might have just a straight up, if you're pitting a receiver versus a corner, the talent advantage here. And if that's the case, it's going to be a long game for Jordan Love, you would imagine. Yeah. It's empty the bag. Empty the bag. This is where you don't hold anything back. You don't want to not show certain that empty. You have a chance to... I don't want to say steal a game because internally they're going to feel like they could win every game, but you get Aaron Rodgers not on the field. Like you take advantage of that and you could steal this game with the the stretch that everybody's been talking about up until the last hour and a half, the, the stretch of games the chiefs are about to play. And now that you get a chance to play a Aaron Rodgers list, green Bay Packers and mm. send the house tuck. What were you going to say? Yeah, I just think that you think the Chiefs have doubled to Adams, right? If he's back, uh, it's going to be like one of those guys. Like, okay, who else are you going to throw it to? Ha- have somebody else beat us in that same vein of that I mentioned earlier. You don't want Aaron Jones or AJ Dillon to beat you. You want you want you want Jordan Love, the rookie quarterback who hasn't really played in a regular. He hasn't played in the regular season, right? He's only played in the preseason. Or seven passes, I think is what you said, BJ. Um, yeah. hasn't hasn't really played all that much. You want him to try to come into Arrowhead in a hostile environment in a what is it, a three twenty five game? So it's the afternoon primetime slot. There's not going to be very many other games on. All the eyes will be on Arrowhead. You want that guy to try to beat you with all the pressure on him. It doesn't seem like there's a lot of pressure on the Chiefs anymore, right? It seems like the pressure has really shifted from oh the Chiefs really have to win this game to oh no the the Packers look ravished Ooh, yeah, i don't know i think the pressure for the chiefs actually just got a lot more if you don't come right. out if, if this game's close if you, or especially if you lose this game right now like this this game if you start looking at the injuries the packers are stacking up like even if you sneak a win's a win in the nfl like i don't want to say that a win's not a win but if you come out and beat the packers with jordan love and all these injuries by one score again like it's great like mathematically you are still in a good spot but it's just got to be hard to keep feeling really good like you're building a ton of momentum if it's as chalky as the Giants game was versus what the Packers are kind of going to put out there on the field. So this, as a fan, while I'm excited, I think it helps the Chiefs. It also makes me really nervous yeah, right? because there, there's there's a chance. If this goes bad, this goes really bad really fast now. You know how I know you're a Chiefs fan? When that's like one of the first things that creeps into your mind. It's like Aaron Rodgers not playing like great. So we get dunked on by Jordan Love who's going to throw like 400 <laughs> yards. No, like that. I think that you bring up a good point, but I think it's kind of like these guys salivating. I think we saw the front start to get some pressure. We saw some of the blitzes and some of the getting after Daniel Jones. I know every matchup's different. You want to treat everybody different. You're not going to send a house against every single quarterback. We've seen with Patrick Mahomes. Nobody's blitzing anymore. But for this game, it'll be interesting to see what happens up front. And Tucker, to your point, does Melvin Ingram play? Probably not. Uh, But if he doesn't, do we see the same Frank Clark? Do we see the same explosion that we saw last week where we're starting to see the explosiveness, the athletic ability for him to create pressure? Uh, Chris Jones, again, the blitzing, what kind of pressure do they get on him? But 
uh, I'm with you guys in that in some ways it creates a little bit more pressure yeah. um, for the Chiefs in that now you feel like things are a little bit easier. I thought we saw the line went to already uh, minus, eight. minus eight. Somebody yeah. said like that so quickly Vegas uh, can update this stuff. But um, yeah, again, we are breaking down the news that Aaron Rodgers will not be starting against the Kansas City Chiefs at 325 in their game um, due to a positive COVID test. Jordan Love will be that starting quarterback. If you have any thoughts or you have any questions for us, please hit us up in the comment section. If you are watching on YouTube, Twitter, Twitch, wherever you're watching, please uh, shoot that. And if you have not subscribed, please pound that subscribe button. We've got content for you guys all day long as we continue talking through the storylines um, surrounding Aaron Rodgers not playing on Sunday. And real quick, guys, I want to say this because as a lifelong Chiefs fan, grew up, go, grew up going to games, this is another one of those games you're going to want to go to if you're a Chiefs fan, not just because it's the Packers, not just because of all of it. A 325 kick at Arrowhead is to steal a line from Andy Reid. It's, it's a treasure. It's like finding a Snickers in the freezer. Like that is perfect tailgating. Andy Reid said it. Look it up. It is perfect <laughs> tailgating. You don't have to get up super early. You can get there at like 10, 1030. You're tailgating right in the heart of the day. It's not super cold. Like 325 kicks are just not normal at Arrowhead, so you better take advantage of it. The rest of us will be at the Bullpen Bar and Grill out in Overland Park, so we will not be at the game. If you want to go to the game now, go to Tickets for Less, use code KCSN21. They'll give you a, uh, a good discount. But, guys, 325 kick. You got to take advantage of it, Chiefs Kingdom. You got to do it. Out living on the East Coast, I I uh I used to when I lived back in Missouri, I did not like the afternoon game. The Chiefs at the time, especially then, didn't get a ton of afternoon games. Almost everything was you know at noon or you know one o'clock Eastern. Now that I moved out here, didn't didn't really like the afternoon games. But now that I've moved out here, the afternoon games are so much better. Like I get the majority <laughs> of my day, so like I'm happy. I'm happy that she's gonna play on prime time. They get to play late in the afternoon. But I, I'm with BJ. If you are going to a game, if you are going out to Arrowhead to go to a game then this is the perfect time. You're not going to be there you know, when it's dark. You're not going to be there first thing in the morning. You get the best weather of the day. You can go for a long period of time. If you're into tailgating, you can be there as long as you possibly want, and it's not miserable like it's going to be for some of those other situations. So go out to this game. And this way, Packers fans travel really well, especially to Kansas City. There's going to be a lot of green in that stadium. So you know, the more Chiefs fans that go out there, the better it looks when they show it on TV. I love this. <laughs> <laughs> I love the video of the tailgaters who tailgate in line at like 4 a.m. Like yeah. they get there early and then, yeah, amazing. Tuck, what time would you get out there if you weren't working on Sunday? Oh, gosh. Um, I you don't know. I, I I don't know. I don't, I don't, I'm not a huge fan of the $60 parking. So it's usually a wall pile into the same car and split up parking is what we used to do. Um, Divided up into my with my buddies but then they then they enacted the rule where you have to have a ticket they'd go around and say oh do you have a ticket to the game and that made it a whole lot less fun uh to get it out there so um <laughs> i would get out there early when they didn't have that rule but another quick note is i don't think jordan love has a backup quarterback um i think that that's something that's not really talked about because the practice quarterback as you mentioned was the original one to test positive for covid and rogers has tested positive I don't think that they have another quarterback, so they might have to sign somebody real quick. Let's play the game like who's going to be the Packers' backup quarterback. <laughs> well, and if they sign someone, I think it's got to be done like today, or they won't mm -hmm. be able to play in this game. Like I don't remember right. the exact hours, but like I don't feel like they can wait beyond today to sign somebody. So yeah, and as who's on the team, 
has I feel like Randall Cobb's thrown a pass before. I don't know why oh, I think yeah. that, but I feel like Randall Cobb has thrown a pass before. So I guess he's the emergency quarterback. You'll have I'm to just trying to game. rack my brain of any quarterback that's played for the Packers over the last like two years that's on another roster. Like even just what's, a, what's Matt Flynn up to? I, that was the first name that popped in my mind. Like, how long has it been since Matt Flynn was in Green Bay? Aaron Did Rogers Matt Moore play there? Him. No, he played against the Packers. Yeah, he played against the Packers. Yeah, that's my bad. Hand up. Uh, that one's on me. Oh no, I don't. I can't think of anybody on the top of my head. I feel like I. I know I'm just missing. Um, they had uh, Brett Hundley for a little bit. UCLA quarterback. Oh, he mm-hmm. was there. I, I feel like he's been with the, I don't know where he's at right now. Maybe I know he was with the Ravens at one point in time, but I don't know where he is now. So that would be mm. my first guess. Was, is there a Philip Rivers to the Packers for one week, like post out there yet? <laughs> like he would listen one, like a Jay Cutler, like just an off the wall, like get that guy in there, get him a backup job for one week. But Drew Brees um, out the booth. Oh, there we go. Eli Has, Mayne, Peyton. There's a Has lot Matt of Castle? Has Castle played for the Packers yet? Does he want to get one more team Ooh. under the belt? We should. I send him a message right now and ask him if he wants to suit up and play. <laughs> like, he could break down like his own teammates play yeah. for us next week after the game. That'd be awesome. Okay. So I got like, one thing I got to talk about. The best tweet I've seen since all this news broke is from Kevin Clark at the Ringer. The Packers have five days to tell Jordan Love who Daniel Sorensen is. <laughs> Yeah, I just I had to get it out. That's the best tweet I've seen yeah. the whole time. And you know it's bad when you have Lewis Riddick and Eli and Peyton and your announcers talking about it openly on the broadcast. Like at this point in time, I feel like it's just it is that point. Like if you are the Packers, if you really want a game plan, that's got to be it at this point in time. And it's unfortunate. Like you don't like to say that about a player. I really don't want to. But when you have, like I said, national broadcasts talking about that, you know that's going to be something the Green Bay Packers, you know, they're going to be like, hey, if you see 49 on the field, like that's that's where you need to be looking. Like that's a clear weakness that everybody is seeing right now if you got to be able to attack that. So like that would be one area if I were the Packers that I would be trying to get Jordan Love comfortable with identifying and attacking that, especially when you get him matched up on a running back. In some of these situations, Green Bay likes to go empty, and their running backs are good receivers, good route runners. If you can get that matchup, that's an area where they really could look to kind of exploit, I do think, down the field or out towards the sideline is where they really like to use those guys. Yeah. Tucker, before we wrap this show up, what are your final thoughts, uh, what Chiefs fans should be paying attention to, or just what are you thinking as far as this matchup now going into Sunday? Boy, I'm just kind of thinking that the Chiefs really have to make Jordan Love beat them. I know I've said it already a couple times in in the show, but I think that's kind of my biggest takeaway is once you have a rookie quarterback, you've got to try to make them beat you. You've got to try to make the unknown commodity try to play the best. So you know what you're going to get from A.J. Dillon. You know what you're going to get from Aaron Jones. You know what you're going to get from Devonta Adams, right? So don't let those guys be the guys that – will beat you so obviously the Chiefs offense needs to play way better uh, they need to not turn the ball over and the Chiefs defense needs to get some turnovers force some turnovers from the rookie quarterback forced him to make some mistakes and kind of get off on the right foot get off to a hot start and kind of keep the pedal on the metal I think is what the Chiefs really need to do here yeah for me I, your point of making him uncomfortable whether that's blitzing whether that's taking away some of the easy throws whether it's Aaron Jones getting 15 targets in this game or whatever they're going to try to do to give him some easy throws uh, to get to make him comfortable. Hopefully we talk about chiefs fans getting that prime time, that three thirty kickoff, have a good chance to get nice and 
and uh, lubed up before they go into the game to to make their presence heard, uh, to make things uncomfortable for them. But whether it's Honey Badger, whether it's Thornhill, whether it's the linebackers, you're staring down receivers for easy throws. Um, don't let him do that. Don't make it easy on him. I'm always in the the camp of send pressure. Now, if that makes screen passes and all that easy on him, then you don't want to do that. But in general, make him uncomfortable, get after it, make him move his feet a little bit, make him feel the crowd. And that the fact that he's playing in a big time game. Um, and yes, Charlie, uh, leave it to BJ. Unbelievable. Um, appreciate everybody in the comment section, but yeah, I <laughs> make him uncomfortable and, uh, and get after it and try to get a game changing play from a young quarterback who again, isn't going to be looking off safeties doing those things. That's what I picture in my head happening on Sunday. Maddie, what are your final thoughts before we let everybody go? Is it, so one of my points when we did the KC Lab recording tonight for the game preview, I was going to talk about how the Chiefs need to get lucky in this game. They need to have breaks fall their way. The Chiefs haven't had a lot of breaks go their way this year. They really haven't. A lot of fumbles have gone to the other team. A lot of tipped passes have gone to the other team. Little stuff like that. The Packers this year have been a generally lucky team. A lot of stuff seems to break their way. You look at that Cardinals game, you got tipped passes, you have receivers not knowing that they're on a fade route. Like, the Packers are generally had been a lucky team between the white lines this year. The Chiefs had been very unlucky. This was a game that I thought it needed to flip. It flipped a little bit in the middle of the week. I mean, like for the Chiefs in terms of winning this game, they got lucky. They caught that break. They caught their first break of this game. I really do. I mean, and it's a big one. It switches them from, oh, now we're, you know, the underdog to we're quite the favorite. So this is big for the Chiefs. You got to take advantage, though. If you want to be competitive this year and you see this, you can't come out and play complacent like you now think you're the better team. You still have to play like you're, you know, the three-point underdog of this particular game. Come out, put your stamp on it, make Jordan Love feel uncomfortable, showcase that you are by and far the better team for this one because you should be. So do that. And if you don't, yeah. then we start to get a little bit worried. Yeah, for me, it's you caught a break, take advantage of it, and the expectations change. We weren't going undefeated. It's survive and advance every week. I didn't care if they blew out the the Giants. I don't care how I felt about it. There wasn't any way I was going to feel better about it. It's going to be incremental changes every week on the defense, on the offense. It's just can we see a little bit that makes us feel optimistic that we're getting a little bit better? We saw that with the defense, saw it with Frank, saw it with Chris, those guys getting a little bit of pressure last week. Can they continue that? And we're not going to apologize or feel bad about catching this break where we don't face Aaron Rodgers because, again, the expectations are different this year uh, compared to what we thought it was going to be eight weeks ago. Now it's just get the win and move on. Not going to apologize for it. Again, we appreciate everybody for tuning in to this special emergency episode uh, as Aaron Rodgers with the positive COVID test per the NFL and per all the national reports will not start on Sunday. It will be Jordan Love facing the Chiefs at 3.30 at Arrowhead Stadium. A big game for the Chiefs as they try to get over 500 and get right back into the mix in the AFC. We appreciate everybody for tuning in. Those guys, Matt, Craig, and Kent, will be back with a special episode of The Laboratory tonight. And you can catch that tomorrow on all of our channels. Please subscribe if you haven't already. Leave us a review. For Tucker Franklin, for Maddie Lane, I'm BJ Kissel. We appreciate you for listening. We'll see you guys again very soon.